Hey guys! Oh, oh. look at us all in here. Whoa! Whoa! Hanging oh. out, hanging out in the same room, looking at each other, considering each other, smelling each other. This is like a. I don't know why this feels like a podcast now. Why aren't either of you looking at the? Why are you looking away from the camera? I don't know. I'm Both scared. Both of you got real shy. Yeah, I got, un- like, I got uncomfortable. Is, well, this is different. So usually we're all taping in um, our little private homes on our MacBooks with our headphones on. And right now we're just sitting in a studio together making direct eye contact and holding Jesse's, microphones. Jesse's it drip- feels weird. Jesse's <laughs> dripping water on my classical music books. Yep. That's what I think about your he doesn't music. Know. Yep. Anyway, welcome to Mailbag 4. We've been in the studio rehearsing and recording music and writing music and thinking about this podcast. Jesse left the shot. He went to the bathroom. We don't know what he does in there, but he's in there all the time. Um, Welcome back, buddy. That was a fast one. Congrats. Uh, Jesse's back. And um, let's play some... Let's listen to the famous theme song. Pretty soon I'm gonna be famous. A little more famous than you Why, yes, I'm gonna be famous And you can be famous, too This is weird. This is so weird. We're, we've lost our, our casual energy because we're not facing each other. We're just talking into the screen. I realize Tommy has put vertical, a mic stand, directly behind my head. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> what, what is this? What? What is that doing there? Who is that helping? Well, that's good. Um, no, no. This is good. Sorry. The chaotic, there's a chaotic energy that we haven't yet harnessed yet because we've been in the studio for over a week now working on new music and rehearsing for Halloween and rehearsing for our three nights at Bowery show and rehearsing a little bit for, uh, uh, to be Jesse's wedding band. Um, so, we, we we don't have the usual like, hey man, wh- how you been last week? Because I know exactly how everyone's been. Well, how have you guys been? How have you enjoyed the week? It's good. How have you I've been having a good week with you guys. It's We've good. been working real hard. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah, I drove drove all day yesterday to pick up Van Diesel, yep. our beloved van, yep. which uh, lives in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it was nice. It's, uh, different. it's pronounced differently. It is. It's, it's Massachusetts. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a, an and Massachusetts, but it's not. I think it's Napachusetts. Napachusetts. I'm from there, all right? I know how it's called. Um, but you're still listening to this podcast, and you like us enough to be still listening. You know that us being in the studio means there's a lot of new music coming. We've got a lot of new music in the pipeline. We're very, very, very excited about. It. If you're yeah. not already hip to the Patreon. We released two songs already, two brand new songs. Yep. That's uh, right. So, yeah, we've got a lot more. Should we say how many more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> infinite. Several it, more. No, well, we have it kind like, of is infinite. It is honestly. infinite. No, but we have like 12 more songs. That plus, are like done. That are like done. Plus other songs. I'm proud of you guys. Thanks, dude. That's a lot. It's a lot. Of, yeah. Jesse has one song that we've recorded and four songs he's claimed to have written that he will not play for us. <laughs> Show us the lyrics too, or describe in any detail. They're done. Uh, they're gonna be done next week. But he made us write the titles on our to-do list. Yeah, yeah. on the to-do list, songs <laughs> that are not recorded I, and that can't be played. You can have a title early in the process. That's true. Sometimes is it a song? It's a full song. I have four full songs, and they're 
each one is just more brilliant than the last. I have heard that is how like Paul and John would write songs that way. Like John would be like, "There should be a song called I Am the Walrus." No, actually, <laughs> and no. He wrote the song. It wouldn't say. I w- he would actually say, "I have written I Am the Walrus," and then someone would be like, "When?" He'd be like. Don't worry about it. Yeah, also, and, and then we'll, we'll the night before it's due, and then well, yeah, like I'll, at three a.m. I'd love to hear it, John. I can play it for you right now, Paul. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to imagine it. Uh, anyway, so I can't beat written, that. Jesse's written four songs. Very excited to hear Ever. those. And uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of lot of pauses here today. Yep, yep. Um, Peace and love. This is a mailbag app. Should we dig into the voicemails already? Or? Yeah, well, I wanted to tell them about going to the pharmacy this week. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this I is fantastic. Tell, I wanted to just let people in we, on... We all on, got the jab. We all got the jab. Well, it depends on what you call the jab. Jesse oh, got, got both jab. jabs together. And I, there was an article in the New York Times earlier this week, or maybe last week, or maybe a month ago, or who knows when you listen to this. Anyway, we don't know what the future holds, but... <laughs> I went to, Jesse got both the COVID uh, booster and the flu shot in one fell swoop, but there was an article in the New York Times that said that if you get them together, it decreases the effectiveness, the efficacy, if you are a snob, by about 16%. That's that's sizable. But the CDC recommends that you get both because if you get one, only like something like 30 or 40% of people go back for the second shot. Just out of laziness. Out of laziness because who wants to go get a jab twice? Sucks, whatever. So anyway, I go in armed with this great information, and I go to my lovely little pharmacy, little local pharmacy, not like a Walgreens, like it's a real true local pharmacy. And I get in line, and there's a couple people waiting. There's a lady that's already been been checked in, and I check in, and and there's like a nice little uh, like front area. There's a gap, and then the the pharmacist, the pharmacist assistant, or whoever it is I'm talking to, is like farther in the back. So we're having to sort of do like a hey, what are you doing? And like I'm I'm here for uh, I'm here for a, my flu shot. And and she's like, well, you should get both. And I was like, well, no, no, I'm just getting the flu shot today. And she's like, everyone gets both. It's 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 we recommend you get both. And I was like, well, actually, statistically, it's actually better to not do that. And she's like, no, 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 everyone's getting both of them. It's okay. We and we only have fifty of the Pfizer left, so you should get it. And I was like, well, I don't want to get both because it it actually decreases the uh, for its ability to to give yourself immunity. And she's like, well, everyone gets it. And I was like, well, I don't want. I don't want to. And then we're having this whole yelling like thing. And then I was like, I don't care. And she gets upset. And, she, and I'm, all of a sudden, I'm this lunatic yelling about statistics. And I start going, well, it's 16% less effective. And she goes, no, I don't know. No, 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 we're not. Doing. And she sort of shakes her hand at me. And then I was like, I take a beat. The lady behind me just looks at me and goes like, I usually just listen to the pharmacist. To which I was like, okay, I'm a fucking lunatic. Who, who read something online. Yeah, I do my like, own research. And then through an, another like unfortunate fluke in the system, my insurance lapsed, so I am uninsured. So then they're like, what insurance do you have? And I was like, I'm paying out of pocket. And so I'm just this like fringe society lunatic who like reads statistics online. And then I just went around just saying everyone like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not that. I don't care. I'm not that sort of person. Like you should do whatever you want. Anyway, it was a bad, it's a really nice, real nice experience. Fantastic, Ben. Thank That's you for sharing. Everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's take some questions. Uh, let's make sure this works. Let's make sure that mailbag theme works without Wait. the intro. Actually, I don't remember which one is which. Let's do it this time. The intro has been canceled. Mailbag episode. So that was just in there. So that, <laughs> I guess that's good enough. Uh, for those just checking in, that Ooh. was. No, we have mailbag theme. Let's do this one. Mailbag episode. It was better the second time. No, it was better the second time. Yeah, here we go. Here's the real one. 
Which is it going to be? Let's go. I want to thank you all for asking such stupid questions. But I got low standards. So here's your stupid answers. Let's open the mail. Let's open the mail. Let's open right, where do you want to start? We have so many people, so many people called in. I'm really excited about this. Some some of these are, are starred, some of these are, are doing stuff. Should we just click a random one that just came in, in the last like fifteen minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi, my name is Penny. I'm six and a half years old. I like your music. What was your favorite cereal as a kid? What is your favorite cereal now? Okay, bye. This, this is, is the incredible. Best, the best one we've ever gotten. Penny, thank you for calling. That was incredible. Happy six and a half year birthday. Um, fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. Let's go. <laughs> All right. No more saying crazy things, fellas. What was your favorite cereal? Well, we were, my household was like a not sugar cereal Same. household. We were, Same. they were very anti sugar, which is correct. So I was, uh, Rice Krispies or plain Cheerios. I mean, that was what I grew yeah. up on. We were sort of in the same boat. We were allowed Honey Nut Cheerios, so that was like the go-to. But my favorite cereal... I don't cereal know why that was, one gets a pass. It does, it but gets it's, a pass. Just, it's just the same as all the others. But I love Fruity Pebbles. I love Fruity Pebbles so much that I asked for a box of Fruity Pebbles for Christmas one year. And then I ate the entire box in one day. And I will not say what happened afterwards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I will say that my poop was purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then what won't you say? <laughs> Wait, so that's your favorite cereal now? I think that was my favorite. Is that my favorite cereal now? They asked uh, oh, my favorite then cereal and now. now. Frosted mini wheats. Yep. I feel like that's a nice cross between like a grown-up cereal, yeah. the wheats, and, and kid cereal, the frosted. I should also yep. say that the, the plain Cheerios and Rice Krispies are still my favorite cereals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why this answer makes me feel old, but I definitely like loved Smacks. The frog, Smacks. man. You Dude, that sugar frog. Is, yeah, we could eat whatever. That explains everything. But like I could... I, I didn't like love cereal. It was just practical, but smacks and then cinnamon and then cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, I mean, undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is unless Penny. If you want to be a drummer when you grow up, eat all the cereal you can of any kind. That's the moral, right? Yeah. Um, this is very random, but I so I was I was in Copenhagen uh, two weeks ago for a, or a week and a half ago for a, a conference where I was talking about cartoon stuff, and I was hanging out with some of the people at from the conference getting dinner and we had like this fancy dinner where there was a fancy dessert where they I can't remember what the dessert was some kind of fruit crumble but they basically put uh smacks on top of the the dessert Ooh. as like a at like a fancy restaurant and i like was eating and i was like i'm pretty sure these are <laughs> kellogg smacks and we got into a conversation about how there's a weird thing with smacks where they're that frog like you know the kellogg smacks yeah, the frog. frog yeah the frog like every other major cereal mascot has like a, had a compelling point of interest. Like the tricks rabbit really wants the tricks, but he can't get it. You know, like the Lucky Charms guy's always having his like gold stolen from him or yeah. whatever. And like as a kid, I really wanted the intrigue factor with the Smacks frog. I was ready. I was like, give me more information about this frog. And I feel like I was never given anything interesting about that frog what's his deal yeah what's the backstory of the smacks frog i honestly have no idea but smacks has a i don't i don't like does he he eat smacks he must eat smacks 
I don't remember. Is it like because it's you smack your your like? Well, I was oh, going to so say good. I didn't want to like change the, change the topic, but like Smacks has an unsettling flavor. I think it's so much sugar that it's like tastes weird. <laughs> like it it has a gloss. It is one of the it's, glossier cereals. It's not right. It isn't. I did settle on. Uh, I lost my sweet tooth, and I definitely liked Frosted Mini Wheats. You know. Like, that's a responsible choice. Yeah, yeah. But Smacks is, I don't know what they put in it. I don't, you're right. I don't, know, what's, I don't know what that frog is up to. Is it, you think it's, <laughs> is it supposed to be frog eggs? It's supposed to be frog eggs. He's <laughs> He laid eggs. That's his backstory. He just like goes around laying eggs <laughs> and then people eat them and go, mm, Smacks. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. We, I think we just forgot that this is an answer for a child, but. <laughs> Penny, Penny, you're a delight. <laughs> Never stop dreaming. What's your favorite cereal? Yeah. Leave us another voicemail with your favorite. Yeah, if you leave, we can keep this conversation going. We'll 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 you let us know what your favorite cereal is. Thank you so much for for calling in. That was really nice. It's really nice to start with Penny. All right, let's. Uh, I don't know this one. Let's see what happens. Okay, Jukebox the Ghost. I want no story, no context, just the direct quote. Okay. What is the worst lie you've ever told? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. But no context. No context. I'm six foot three. What lie? When do you do? What did you say? <laughs> Susan might have to cut some dead air. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> dead air. Uh, yeah, this is a big question. What was the? How did they even start this question? They're like, don't think about it. No, 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 no context. No context. No context. Say the worst lie you've ever. This tastes great. <laughs> that's that's solid, honestly. That's good. I can't. I can't lie. <laughs> is that liar liar? That yeah, liar. that's liar liar. And I sound two hundred years old. I just saw that movie. It's not bad. Hold up. What it, was your? You had like a good. Decent. We talked about this. Yeah, What's your good, good? Your theory. You have this theory for comedies and how they hold up. I thought it was really solid. Oh, my theory is that some of the '90s comedies, the ones that hold up, are the ones that portray the protagonist as an ignorant boor. Like Austin Powers, kind of still works. The first one, anyway, because he's supposed to be an ignorant moron. Yeah. But then Wayne's World feels weird because Wayne is kind of a. Is kind of like a sexist horn dog, but he's portrayed yeah. as being the good guy, and it feels weird. Yeah, but also, the age. first Austin Powers works better. It's weird, it's even though it's like way more so, yeah. edgy. I'm just saying because I love Borat. I think Borat still holds up, and it's because it's just it's it's idiotic. Yeah, Borat, great, it's a perfect movie. We are avoiding this lie question. I have to come back to that. We we're just buying you time, dude. Oh, because you both went. <laughs> yeah, we did oh, a good. Man. Tommy and I did a really good job. We answered the question real well with minimal pause. Okay. We're gonna move All on. All right, moving Thanks. on. Thank you, Jesse. I really have a hard time lying. Though. No, no. You know, I'm Jesus. Yeah. You know? This is a short one. Hey, you. Oh, wait. I thought you like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that one's that, good too. That might be Penny. I, that might be Penny. Penny, I loved that. Thank you for. I like the song you're going into at the end where it went. Ah, think that was great. Um, let's try another one. Any other new ones? This is a new one. Hold on. Hold on, let me get my hearing aid in. I hear you talking over each other. That explains everything. Hold on, just a second. I remember him. All right, my hearing aids are in. I've got about five complaints, and I can only remember one. But I called last week about my medication, and there's been absolutely, absolutely nothing on your end. I've been waiting and waiting, and I've been reading a crisp, cold copy of the King James Bible waiting for your damn response, and there's been nothing. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting another call. All right. That's it. Like, That's it. He thinks... Uh... I wish he would give his name. 
He thinks it's a pharmacy. I'd be Definitely. curious to Google the number and see if like it's a pharmacy somewhere. I can see. Yeah, maybe it's like one off. Like yeah, one yeah one number five off. seven seven puke box yeah <laughs> uh he's still got energy you know same level of energy i haven't i don't think he's like he doesn't sound like he's doing too well no but cool copy of the king james bible it's an interesting you'd think with a man of that age his his bible wouldn't be so crisp no might be yeah <laughs> yeah he's weird to brag about that it should yeah. be like well worn yeah why aren't you why aren't you reading your bible more fella yeah anyway call back call anytime taking live calls that's good i don't know let's try this one uh, what's up? Uh, my name is, uh, Tommy Siegel. Long time <laughs> listener to the podcast. Been listening for at least, like, ten years now, maybe more. And my question, simple question, <laughs> I'm wondering if you guys are ever going to take, like, the gust of out, accidentally add a bass player to your band. In yeah. which case, would there ever be a place for me to, like, apply to get that role? Thank you very much. Um, where's the where's the button? Uh, I found it. See. Ya. Did he wait? There's <laughs> so a, much to there's unpack. There's a lot to unpack. So much. Did he? Did he just go? Where's the damn hang up button? Because that's what the old man said in the last episode. He goes, "Where's the damn hang up button?" I don't know. I don't know. Said. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, Tommy Siegel, if that is your name, <laughs> I'm sure I have no reason to think he's lying. There I, are more than one of us. I have a question for Tommy Siegel. Tommy Siegel, do you know of us because? Your name is Tommy Siegel, and Tommy Siegel showed up when you searched your name. Oh, that would be really cool. Really interested in that. I I had a really dumb thing where years ago I friended every Tommy Siegel on Facebook when like Facebook was like everyone was on Facebook, and then everything I posted on Facebook, uh, the other Tommy Siegels would like, and so it just looked like I was liking all of my posts multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) So the joke was definitely on me. Lots of other accounts. I like how he gave a little moment, like uh, he he didn't like. Press the press it, but he said, "I'm Tommy Siegel." <laughs> let that sink in for a moment, and then let's. And then here's a question. He knew that was a hot take. It's uh, hard to be a Tommy Siegel. You know, I don't know if we if here's the deal. If we ever do audition for a bassist like Guster, you're more than welcome to apply. We wouldn't have to change our Wikipedia. That's, no, uh, not that we do, but uh, that would be convenient for everyone involved. So it's like marrying someone with your your last name. You know, I will say the one you the the having the same name as Tommy. I don't know if that's a if that is a vote for you because it'll be confusing for it to be you know the band consists of Ben Thornwell, Jesse Tommy Siegel, Jesse Kristen, Tommy Siegel. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Tommy yeah. Siegel on vocals and guitar. If he's Jesse good on enough, drums, good Tommy enough. Siegel on bass. It'll always look like a typo. Always look like a typo. I know. I thought we'd get a little bass yeah. guitar. <laughs> We're definitely not closer to getting a bass player than any other time because. Remember, like, we're actually further. We're further. Uh, recent, for some reason, recently, I've been like, like a few times in the past year, I've been kind of cranky, and I've been like, can we Just get a, a few ba- times? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I've been like, can we get a bass player? Like as a drummer, you know, I'm I'm lonely in the rhythm section, and I, honestly, like a few times, I was well, like, stop. Le- we know, we know. I was like, what if- to take over here for the last twenty years? <laughs> I'm annoyed <laughs> that I play piano and not guitar. I don't bass. always want a bass player. And. You always are, and you're like, I wish I had bass. And I'm like playing synth bass, which in any other band would be enough. And he's like, well, it's not. I was like, well, do you have it up in your mix? And he'll be like, no. He's like, well, turn the bass up in your mix because I'm playing a bass line for you. Anyway. Bass is cool. It's just not yeah, so a couple the times same. In the last year. It's not the same instrument, Ben. I agree. It's not the same. It's synth bass provides low end, but there is some primal booty shaking element that 
yeah. te- is missing from a synth bass. Oh, it's really but, nice having a bass. But fundamentally, we wouldn't put somebody else on payroll. At, no. No. So, no, having a bass unlikely. player from an economic standpoint is not cost efficient because no. we can do it. And then they stand in front of me at a live show and like, yeah. I, need to, I need every ounce of ego I have left. Like, I really do like paying musicians, but like, if we had a bass player, I don't know if we would still be a band because, you know, a fourth of a pie is less than a third of a pie. And we like pie. Yeah. And we need pie to pay rent. Anyway, you were saying, Jess? Uh, next question. Next yep. question. All right. This is going really, really well. Should we go old or new? I'm, do- I'm just clicking these. Let's go. Let's see what Paige has to say. Hi. My name is Paige, and I'm from Florida. And my question is, does the picture on the Cheers album have references to all the previous album art? I noticed the ghost logo from the self-titled album and a globe for safe travels, but what are the others? Side note, please come back to Tampa or Orlando on your next tour. We miss you. Thanks. Paige, thank you for calling. Um, we did. I think we talked about this on a recent We did talk in the recent We did. We'll, well, we can hit it real quick. And also, I just want to say, I'm sorry we haven't come back to Florida. It's been too long. Last time we were there, the promoter was awful and threw away all our food and our stuff, and we had to fight to get it back, and and it was a scary time. So we're sorry. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come we'll back. Come back. Um, the answer is yes, Paige. You nailed it. Um, we did. We did. I did explain this a bit on the last mailbag episode, I think. But um, yeah, in a nutshell, the star. I you know the th- my thing sometimes with art <laughs> is you take an idea and then you obscure it a little bit so anyway for let live that's the starfish everything everything under the sun is the lemons because that has like a yellow ball uh safe travels yeah it was the globe and then that piece of fabric which you uh talked about that's the actual um piece of fabric that i scanned for the self-titled record and then what else? And Cheers is the glass. Cheers was the mirror because we were, cheer, or I'm sorry, Off to the Races was Ben Holds yeah, a Mirror. Yeah, right. And that was sort of a way of saying, that was the first record where we put ourselves on the cover. So we had the mirror. And then Cheers the Glasses. Yep. Well, hello, everybody. This is Ben Thornwell from Famous. You just heard me talking earlier, seconds earlier on the podcast. This is an ad break, but it's unique because it's not MailChimp, which hasn't even paid me to make that joke, unfortunately. Uh, I'm here to let you know that tickets are on sale for Halloween 2023. Uh, If you don't know what that is, we do a full set of Jukebox the Ghost and then a set of music as Queen in full costume and character. And we are bringing the show to Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Austin, Carborough, and Baltimore, all in October. It's going to be great. Uh, picture this voice with a mustache and a Freddie Mercury outfit and an absolutely impeccable English accent. If you are listening to this a- episode after October of 2023, the cities no longer apply to you, but I'm sure we're doing Halloween this year too, so go get those tickets as well. Also, we are launching the Jukebox the Ghost Patreon. Can you believe it? We have famous bonus episodes, content, Jukebox the Ghost Discord, early demos, videos, recordings, MP3s, all sorts of fun stuff. We're really excited to have that going. Um, so please go and check it out and join us there. Uh, regardless, we really appreciate your support, all of your five, four, and two-star reviews, and we are just super grateful for all of our listeners. So without further ado, here's some more Famish. Hey, fellas. This is Alex. I'm a longtime fan. I've uh, you know watched you go from just a little three-piece band to having like a full studio and all sorts of tools at your disposal now. So the question is, 
how have you felt that change in resources affect your songwriting process? Are you thinking larger in terms of, like, compositions? And also did having that constraint of just three instruments, no bass, produce some unique things that you wouldn't consider doing today? I easily await your response. Excellent. Alex, great question. That is a good question. I like that. I like that a lot. Having the studio has been incredible. Uh, you know, we've gotten to so like for, forced our way into producing ourselves and recording ourselves, and we get to take more time on things. Like we just spent like an hour and a half this afternoon making like <laughs> sounds. And like if you're you know in someone else's studio and on someone else's uh, time, you don't quite have the same have uh, freedom. And so I think we just get to take take bigger bigger risks and test out songs that we wouldn't otherwise be testing out and recording songs that we don't wouldn't otherwise be able to record. Yeah, I feel like it used to be like a sizable percentage of songs we would finish in the studio and be like, eh, it didn't quite turn out the way I thought it would. And th now that doesn't really happen because we've already fleshed out and explored like every possible angle for arrangement by the time like it goes to mixing. So that's that is really nice. But that being said, there is, I think, a lot of charm to sort of the minimalist scrappiness of a song like Under My Skin or Victoria, where you can very clearly hear that it's like three instruments yeah. playing in a room and i think that we've pro like now that we've like are really using the studio as an instrument i think it probably would be fun for us to like explore writing for the smallest possible ensemble again just to like have that as part of the soup again because yeah. we've sort of like hit our I, we I, I think we've hit all like our our maximum studio layers mm -hmm. already. Like we've, we've explored that. Yeah. So I could see us like peeling back and exploring. Well, I think we like, uh, we pulled back with a song we came out with this year called, uh, got a girl. Oh yeah. Which is like, again, a really sparse, like pared down version of what we were doing. And we tried a lot of different versions and, and adding stuff in. And the thing we liked the best was when we took almost all the other layers out, but the, you know, three, three instruments and, and voice. So I think we'll probably do more of that. Well, I think cost, so. Costume too. Costume too. Yeah. And also, you know, to answer just another part of your question, I, I think that, you know, in the past when we were paying, when we were in a studio environment and we were, um, you know, there was the cost of studio time and there was producers and engineers. Um, sometimes I feel like maybe we did want to actually make those recordings bigger because we were, we wanted to like make sure that we had used the space fully. And in here, that pressure is sort of gone. So if a song, it really depends on the song. If a song calls for a minimal arrangement or a minimal composition, we try to like lean into that and keep it as is. But it's, you know, the control is in our hands. So we don't necessarily feel the pressure to make it big, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We have a, here's some, 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 some freshies. Some freshies. Here's freshies. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jukebox. This is Sonia from Minneapolis. Long time, huge fan of you guys. My question is for each of you. What's a lesson that you learned the hard way, either professionally or personally? Hmm. All right. Next question will be, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. That's like a really, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm processing that. Um, it's funny the, the, the hard lessons professionally have been slow. I, I, yeah, I they're don't slow. It's, there are slow answers and slow lessons. Like for me, one of the lessons was like, write what you like and and make what you enjoy making and and focus on that and don't try to be someone that you're not and and i just feel like that was a lesson learned by 
trying a bunch of songs and having songs work or not work or or react or not react or i don't know there's so few answers i feel uh, like my biggest like slowest realization has just been that, like don't wait for somebody some other gatekeeper or somebody else to get to do something for you like if you want to do something creatively you kind of just especially in this century like you just have to learn how to do it and it yeah. it sucks cuz like for me like you know i didn't really want to you know engineering producing music is not really my passion but i just had to learn to make it something that i was passionate about because eventually like i slowly started to realize that like no one else was going to actualize my ideas for me and have the passion for them that i was going to so like learning the how to do the entire process which is not something you think about at the beginning you you realize is actually like incredibly important and like or with like drawing like i it took me a while to realize that like no one was just gonna like teach me like i wasn't just gonna miraculously figure out how to do digital art like i needed to do it and build it myself and i don't know i there's like an amazing like uh freedom in that realization because you realize you can literally do anything and YouTube tutorials can teach you how to do pretty much yeah. anything. Yeah. But it's also kind of terrifying because it, it means that you can't really blame other people for um, your creative vision not quite working out the way you want it to. Yeah. I think that's a big one for me is too, is accepting when things don't work, it's not someone else's fault. Right. It's not any, it doesn't have to be anybody's fault. But like blaming someone else doesn't create an opportunity for growth. Does that make sense? Like. Instead, be like, okay, what can we do differently? What can we do better? How do we, you know, the, uh, you know, challenge ourselves to be better and adapt? Instead of being like, well, if this person had done this, or if we'd got on this tour, that had happened. I don't know. Looking for answers or reasons or inflection points without looking at how to how to change them. I used to do that a lot. Try still try not to. I'm starting with the man <laughs> in the mirror. Wow, guys, those are like both. Those are very good answers. I was literally going to say that I used to hit my drums too hard. And it, <laughs> and it, That's a good answer too, though. And it hurt my arm. And then I really, there was one show I talk about this. There was a show in Denver where I was like in a bad mood. I'm usually like not the one in a bad mood, like at the show, maybe after. But I was like, I, I was like, I'm phoning it in. I'm just going to like play drums. Like I'm not even going to be ha energetic. And I watched a video of the show and I was like, I look exactly the same as I did every other night of the tour. So I realized I didn't have to hit the drum so hard. But what you guys said was much more That's profound. That's actually good too. You don't have to, yeah. No, no, but it, it was good. Don't hurt yourself when you're playing don't an hurt, instrument. Don't yeah. hurt yourself. You know, take care of your physical health, you know? You know? Yeah. Wow. But well said, you guys. No, that was, I really, we needed that. That was a good, that's a, that's a th rule of threes. Yeah. Should we do another one? Yeah. Thank you, Sonia, for that question. That was great. Really thoughtful. Hi, this is Jordan in Chicago. Um, I'm in your Patreon, and I've been listening to your music for like over 10 years. I've always loved how fluid your style and sound has been. And I was wondering if the three of you each have any like surprising musical influences that are specifically way outside the genre you write in. And I'm really excited for Halloween in North Carolina. Thanks. Bye. Oh, hell yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Applause for Jordan. Thanks for being on the Patreon, for coming to the show and listening and doing all this stuff. My like outside of influence is probably not surprising. It's like it's classical music and jazz. I don't think I have one that's. I do really like an occasional like super hard and heavy EDM. 
That probably doesn't come through a lot. <laughs> the one, the song we're working on today, though, yeah, through. it's pretty heavy. That's true. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I think the one that's funny for me is, um, you know, I grew up and still am a a fish fan, and um, a, my lead guitar playing is like very, very, very influenced by Trey Anastasio. He is by far my biggest guitar influence, uh, and. Yeah, I don't know. I just think our, our fans are not fish fish fans, so they, I don't think they would pick up on that. But I think it would, it's painfully obvious to anybody who listens to fish when they see us that that guy in the band listens to fish. <laughs> you know, there, now that I like you know I've listened to fish because you listen to fish, and there's a couple like oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's it. There's some hot licks I picked up from yeah. good old Trey Anastasio. I'm trying to think like you know I feel like nothing I listen to is necessarily. Um inspires what i play in this band no scratch that some does but you know i listen to a lot of bad singers and i'm fortunate to be in a band with two very good singers so um you know i'll say the replacements you know they're like a scrappy rock band from Min- from minneapolis and i think that people would be maybe surprised that i still hear some of your pop punk fills yeah yeah that's not in, a good in answer your, in your drum language see so. I wanted to answer for Tommy and say, remember when you had that Deerhoof phase? Deerhoof phase, I'm still in it. You're still in it. I, I actually don't think that's really audible to, like, that was audible in, like, side stuff I've done, but I don't think anyone would be able to pick up on yeah. that. I guess that's what I mean, oh, is that it's yeah. not, right, it doesn't come across. Deerhoof has been a long time top, top two or three favorite band of mine. Well, and Jesse listens to a lot of Celine Dion in the car, which I'm always mm-hmm. surprised by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I will say I do love jazz these days, and it's something. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's something. It's funny because it's something that I can't even remotely. You know, I can't even pretend to play that on drums. So (laughs) it has absolutely nothing to do with my with my musician life. You know, what did you think of her? uh, The the fly me to the moon that she just released. Who Celine? Fantastic. Yep. It's about the Titan submersible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. What? What? God, wait. The, the, Titan- uh, the no, Titanic. No, I know what you're saying. No, but go. It was used for the movie. The... Fly me to the moon? Uh, well, I thought you said Celine Dion. He's connecting a yeah, few. He's, he's jumping uh, a few you, levels. Can you, can you tie me in here? What happened? It's because the song by Celine Dion that he first thinks of is the theme song for the for movie Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, It has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with Fly Me to the Moon. Okay. <laughs> this is what just happened is a classic Ben and Jesse communication. Yes. Where I we've had a conversation and like one of us has gone somewhere else. A new question is asked. The old question is answered right. as if it were answering the new question. And then when I don't know what to say, I panic and I try to say something kind of chaotic. So I, uh, Titan's Titanic submersible. Titan. What was it called? <laughs> it Fly Me to the Moon by Celine Dion. <laughs> the ship. Uh, That's great. This makes my brain hurt. Yeah, my yeah. brain hurts. All right. I feel like I'm imploding. Let's do, uh, oh, I, I don't know what this is. Hi, yes, I am leaving this message anonymously because Ooh. now that you have this phone number, you should know exactly who I am. And if you don't, there's really nothing I can do to help you. Uh, my question is for Benjamin Joseph Thornwell and Benjamin Joseph Thornwell only. Um, what are your thoughts on beef? Free association. Go. My thoughts on what? Beef? I think it's a thing. Beef. Beef. What are your thoughts on beef? One more time. What are your thoughts on beef? <laughs> what? Um... What are your thoughts on beef? Beef? <laughs> All right, let's assume this anonymous person who I don't know. 
Do you all know what's happening here? No. I love the beautiful theater kid diction the whole time. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just falls apart. The one word. You just can't What are your thoughts on... Um... What are your thoughts on Geef? Heef? Heef? Eef? Neef? Go on, word associate. What are your thoughts on Geef? I think you should just I tell mean, us your thoughts like on Beef to me, doesn't it? Yeah, H-E-E-F. I think it's Geef. Yeah, I do want to. It's spelled with a G and it's like Portuguese. Heef. I'd love to know your thoughts on Beef. I mean, I'm just are we talking saying. about Beef? No, but incidentally, in- I would like to know. Incidentally. 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 All right. Chance and incidentalism is what I do like beef. Eef is my favorite carfinal direction. Eef or South Eef or South by South Eef. I often travel there to get dried Eef from a Bucky's. Um, I like to go up 95 to watch the Eef's change uh, in the fall and, you know, see, get some time alone, you know, Eef my wife behind. Um, I eat breakfast. I eat lunch. I eat dinner. Um, sometimes I eat cereal in the evenings. I prefer eef. Um, now if we're talking about beef, I don't eat a lot of beef. Not a big beef guy. Uh, I do like a jerky from time to time. If we're talking about neef, like a neef tide, or a neat like a neef tide, which is where the 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 moon is an apogee. Just like Celine Dion, when she went down to the submersible during a full moon and said, fly me to the moon, but then she exploded. That was, that was really sad. It was really, Jesse was distraught. And I was like, I'm here for you. And he goes, you have to leave me alone. I can't take you right now. Um, and honestly, honestly, I don't know who you are. My middle name is not Joseph. And I don't know what. Free association. What are your thoughts on Geef? Geef. Geef. Well, that's a great answer. That's it. Thanks. Surely. Such a good question. I love that question. I thought that's what you were looking for. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you. Thank you, Edward Snowden. Yeah. You should know exactly who I am. And if you don't, there's nothing I can do to help you that's so threatening. It's so threatening. You could drop, you could have dropped a hint. Because now that you have this phone number, you should know exactly who I am. And if you don't, there's really nothing I can do to help you. No, yeah, I guess we see their phone number. All them for really clarification. Yeah, let's six, let's find out where they're from. Area code. All right. Oh, Jersey. Jersey. Oh, that explains a lot. Atlantic City. I had my bachelor party in Atlantic City. They're there from Eve Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was terrifying. Thank you so much for calling. Call great, again. Great, great. We do have your number. You are right. Um. All right. Should we do? I don't know. One or two more. Yeah. This is new. Let's hey guys, the text here is, "Hey guys, I have some bad." Uh oh. Hey guys, um, I have some bad news. Uh, the cute girl at work. Well, she used uh, my boyfriend today in conversation. Brutal. So that was brutal. Uh, I listened to Man on the Moon uh, on repeat, or Man in the Moon on repeat. Uh, you know, like twenty times on the commute home. So that was rough. Ah. Uh, Got any tips? All right, see you. Uh, ooh, onward and upward, my friend. Yeah, she's not for you. Yeah, that's like a great, you know what I will say? Nice, you know, it might feel sad right now. Great to have clarity on that question so you don't waste any of your time. Yeah. So onward and upward, my friend. 
Also, like some people don't have that boyfriend forever. So, you know, don't just just wait and don't live the rest of your life. And maybe if you just freeze, there's never change. Yes. No, I'm kidding. That's I don't, that no, there's plenty. Listen, there's plenty of fish in the sea and there's plenty of uh, men on the moon. Yeah. Celine Dion's there. <laughs> Celine Dion is the man in the moon. <laughs> Mostly don't worry about it. Don't date that person. Yeah, she but has a, we, she has a boyfriend. We've all it. been there. We've, we've been we, there. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's been there, and uh, it sucks, but good to have clarity, good to move on. Yeah, lots of coffee shops, lots of cute girls. You and come then, in the and, next day, and you go, oh, cool, Um, my, my girlfriend actually is, uh, or boyfriend, or whoever you prefer, you know, but you should drop the partner card, and then they'll really be, like, confused. confused. <laughs> um, or they'll just feel non-threatened. Jesse's tactic is to... To confuse and non-threaten. Actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is your thing. That's great. Look, so, somebody called us freaks. In yeah, let's see. Hey, freaks. Anyway, you got this. Don't worry about it. You got yeah, this, bud. Good. Onward and upward. Hey, uh, uh, hey, freaks. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, there ever any chance we might get uh, a thump sessions vinyl one day? Maybe uh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, thanks. Wow. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'd say unlikely. 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 But, but that's a session. I really enjoy that session. But I think from our perspective, that was a very quickly. Uh, so you're saying done, there's a chance. Done session. So I don't know. If, but here's what I can tell you is we've got a vinyl club on our Patreon Ooh, wah, wah, where there's all wah. sorts of limited edition exciting recordings coming down the pipeline. And we, we need to actually start figuring out exactly you what know, one, that is one we thing have some we could ideas, do but... is if people are clamoring for that we could put uh, one or two of the thump session tracks on the vinyl or do like some new acoustic sessions that oh, they yeah. haven't even heard before now that's a thinking thing i like that vinyl's good vinyl is great and we thank vinyl for this vinyl okay this is gonna be good man i i uh just had to listen to what that voice sound would sound like hope y'all are good See, this is the kind of content we need. <laughs> this is what we need. This is exactly what we need. Someone calling in, listening to the voicemail, and then telling us they listen to the voicemail. I, mean, I hope you're good too, caller. Yeah. I know exactly who that is. You know who that is? Yeah, that's my that's my girlfriend. <laughs> is it really? Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, should, we, should we read her phone number out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's try one more. Let's see. All right, this is gonna be good. Hey, Jukebox the Ghost. It's Charlie here. Um, before I ask my question, just want to say that love your music. My favorite song is Postcard. You guys are awesome. Anyways, my question is uh, for you. What is this, What does the songwriting process look like for you? And also, I kind of need new music to listen to, so what is one of your favorite albums of all time? All right. Love your music. See you guys. Thanks, Charlie. Um, I just like Postcard. I was I, our, one of our early guests, Greg Holden. Uh, if you listen to that episode, I remember I played for him Postcard after I, after I wrote it and we recorded it, and he, uh, he just looked at me and goes, you write this by yourself? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He goes, huh? I was like, you asshole! <laughs> you think I had to like, like bring in a co-writer for that? And he's like, oh, you're a good songwriter. I was like, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I've been doing this for 15 years. And anyway, he'd written, he'd written a really big song, so he's a little big for his britches. Um, anyway, uh, starting process. Every song is unique. Comes from wherever it comes. I don't know. I've started. I've been learning guitar this year, and I've started writing a guitar, and it's been really fun for me. Um, and I've successfully written like two songs on guitar which is fun so that limitation has been good i always start in an in at an instrument um i usually do that over any hypothetical and then we bring it together as a band and, and produce it yeah i feel like if you're if you're feeling stuck on your instrument 
which is not really the question you're asking, but sort of. If you're feeling stuck on your instrument, something that I find really fun is to shake up the snow globe a little bit and try and get off of your instrument to write, like, which I thought of because Ben was talking about guitar. But like, you know, for a while I was kind of in a rut with writing songs on guitar. And so I started writing songs with like drum loops and bass. And then I found that really productive for a while. I found uh, uh, baritone ukulele really useful for a while. Uh, and more recently, I've been enjoying like writing some bare bones ideas on piano, which I've never done in my entire life. And I absolutely suck at. But I think there's some magic that you unlock when you're bad at an instrument because like you're able to hear when something's interesting. Where sometimes I think if you sit with your instrument for too long, you actually lose perspective on what is what is exciting. Yeah. And if you're Jesse, sense? you can just write it in your head. You start with a song title, claim you have it. Hold it hostage, and then eventually it's a song. Precisely. Wait, were, were you going to say something else, Jeff? I'm sure he was. Here no. Well, so I'm. Well, we. The question was, oh, what's the. Right, yeah, the question was, what's the writing process? You gave some good tips on like how to get going. I will say, offer like my. Not that I typically write for this band, but when I'm stuck, I literally. Um, I pick a song I love, like a song that I go, okay, what song do I wish I wrote? And then I find one of those. I literally try to rip it off. And then my limitations just make it, I, you know, it comes out the other end just completely different. It's like I'm not able to rip it off totally. successfully. So that's my hack. Um, I was looking for an album recommendation. What do you guys got? Because I always Night get lost on, with this question. Look, I'm like, uh, I know. Night Train by Oscar Peterson. Incredible record. Yeah. I, you know, I love, I fell in love with this lo-fi musician, um, through Spotify algorithm stuff, but check out the number 13 or number 13 by cleaners from Venus. I love it. Or, um, skulls example by dear Nora. Those two. This is, uh, maybe not the most interesting suggestion, but I definitely grew up being a Beatles freak. And for some reason I was told that like solo Paul was like not worth listening to. And all I would say is if you're a Beatles freak, I would highly suggest at minimum the album Ram by Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good answer. Guys, we are in an hour. I think it's a it's wrap up time. Is that two episodes? One episode or two episodes? It's kind of long. That's an app and some and some Patreon yeah. bonus. Or Ooh. I don't know. No, we are. We should go. My mood changed because I found out that the the cute guy at work did the the girlfriend thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, is that gonna affect your upcoming marriage? I'll just suppress it. No, you'll should, probably build. You should write a song or say you've written a song. Well, if you just title it now, we'll believe you and we'll record it and put it on our next record. <clears throat> I need a song to rip off. So uh, please tell me what song I should hold rip it off. In. <laughs> hold it in. Take hold it. Rewrite. Right. Hold it in. All right. I will. I, I'm feeling like maybe I'll call it Jingle Bell Rock. Like, I feel like there wow, should be a sick, song. Sick burn. That's a burn. sick burn. It. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. That's good. It's been real. Um, all right. As, as we do every week that we remember to, maybe we've done it once. We sign off with one word. All at the same time or is it? Separate. We'll just go one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. I then okay. resort order. Okay. Rain. Leaf. Submersible. All right. That was really great. Uh, nice work, fellas. Let's, um, let's hop over to the Patreon, answer some more questions there, wrap it up, and uh, do a little bonus content for all you patrons. If you aren't a Patreon member... That's cool. That's fine. We still appreciate you. We think you're great. But if you want to join, it's patreon.com slash ghost. We got all sorts of demos and recordings and and famous bonus podcast stuff. Anyway, that's pretty good. Hope you're doing great. This is Famish. Pretty soon I'm gonna be famous. A little more famous than you. Certain people will greet my name with 
a proud and mighty. And one glorious day my songs will be played at an airport chili's too.